sequel. They are gazillions. <laughs> Bobby with the first joke of the night. There we go. Scoring a 7.4. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. And I'm Emilio. And this is DLG. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Good, good. I uh, had a busy week. I hardly got to play, but hopefully you guys played so I can hear about how your guys' games went. I moved. I moved from downtown back to a nice, beautiful little naturistic spot in the hills. Uh, still pretty close to downtown, though, so nice in the thick of the action while also being able to get outside more and find some peace and quiet in the, in the busy city. It's like a mile and a half away. Right? Yeah, 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 but it could be a whole new world away, you know. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah, the different. neighborhood's totally different. Yeah, but it's cool. I like it. Bobby, how's your week? Mm, not exciting. No, nothing of note. Yeah, yeah, and you don't get summers off anymore, so you don't even get to use it. Like, no, although the summers will be less summers off anymore. He's, no, a, I got a he's an executive, position. dude. <laughs> oh, uh, not quite. Yeah, but, big boy pants on. Yeah, That's I don't right. work at a school site anymore. Um, but still, it'll be less busy during the summer. We'll see how it is. Bobby, did all your uh, vacation time transfer over? Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. That didn't go anywhere. Good. And also, pretty entertaining when we went and got uh, seafood. Went walking around. Oh, yeah. It was fun on Friday night. We uh, Bobby and I met up and had some seafood. You had oysters for, well, I don't think it was your first time, but it's been a mm-hmm. while, right? Yeah. Yeah, oysters is not something I usually have. Way too go? much. I was tasting horse. I, I put too much horseradish on the first one, um, and I was tasting it for like a day and a half after that. <laughs> could, got, could not <laughs> get the taste horse of horseradish out of my mouth. <laughs> that was a mistake. Where you guys, uh, where'd you guys go? Uh, uh, the Fish House. Mm, yeah. Never been. Downtown on Broadway. That's good. All right. It. Let's talk about some video games. Video and, games. And also, if we could have a shot of adrenaline for everybody, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't start off strong, but we get there. Yeah, we get there. We get there. Right. work up to it, yeah. Once we start talking about some exciting games, then I'm sure we'll start picking it up. Uh, first yeah. one, I'm sure Nick is excited about this, For the King 2 was announced. Uh, yeah. This is the sequel to the game that we've been talking about quite a bit, For the King. Uh, just... Looking over it pretty quickly, I went over the Steam page, saw the features and everything. It looks like a more of the same, which I guess I'm okay with, but I'm interested to see what they're going to do differently. I know I know we had some issues with the first one. It's a great game, but you know, there were just some problems with understanding how mechanics worked, and hopefully they've addressed that in the second one. So I do have some details about this. Um, I was going to actually talk about this for my show notes as well. They're all inaccurate, uh, but he has them. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's no longer three-player co-op. It's four. Ooh, um, cool. You nice. can you can play the game, of course, like you can now, where like if you technically want to play with two people, one person controls two, one person controls one. Um, but any combination of that can be done. Um, they have more classes um, than in the base uh, for the King, when For the King 1 came out, obviously because they're probably using some of the classes that already exist. Um, there's a, now a positioning mechanic where uh, you can position your characters on the battlefield by a 2 by 4 grid. Um, so apparently that that does stuff. I think that's, So you can have a front line and a back line. Exactly. And I think the reason they did that is because tanks in For the King, or the characters that are supposed to fulfill tank roles... 
don't really do that all too well. Yeah, it was really tough in For the King because you'd have a tank, but the only way he could draw aggro is by using a taunt. And that would, if you spent every single turn using taunt, then you'd never do anything else with your tank. He would never attack. He He just wouldn't do anything else. So it made it really difficult to tank in the first game. Or at least very boring, it sounds like. Yeah. It yeah, was, and, well, it, oftentimes, it was very, but, like, it was Taunt very wasn't like, even the best thing to do in a lot of situations, mm. too. So it was just like, it, you couldn't really tank in the first game, even though they kind of tried to make it seem like you could. And then uh, a couple other things about the game. Um, apparently, there's a new tile system where there's elevation, as well as, like, cities don't just take up one or one to three slots. Like, there's actually, like, houses and shit. Um, yeah, it just, it, the graphics have been updated. The combat kind of looks the same. The enemies are the same, which is funny. Cause I love the enemies in this game, like running into like a, a beast man and he's wearing a bucket for a helmet and he's got a stick <laughs> with like a fish on the end of it. It's like hilarious. Do we know uh, when, uh, this is due or they say next year. Okay. Um, but if they're anything like for the King one, they're probably going to have a beta phase for it. Right. Uh, an early access. No, but this is good. Yeah. Good news all around. Um, I, it's funny. So you're like, it actually, you can play f- four characters. And then the title screen comes up and there's three. And I'm looking at Christian's face because he's thinking exactly what I'm thinking. And we're like, oh, man, he's already wrong around about the four. And then it pans out and there's a fourth character. And Chris starts nodding his head knowingly. And I'm, my mind is doing exact. It's like a mirror. It's a mirror of my mind on, on his face. Like, oh, he is right after all. Hmm, that's a nice way of doing it. That's a that's a big deal than a bigger deal than it sounds like the uh, the four players because this game is pretty much you play with the one person or three people. You don't play two players, and playing with one person isn't very fun either. But this uh, four players splitting it evenly, two and two, that totally makes this a lot better. Well, hopefully, yeah, they have some it. tool tips in this game too. <laughs> yeah, and some sort of YouTube fucking community that can give you tips on how to play the fucking game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What's next? I guess I have the most next. Um, so, Nomad Survival, no bad, like people that don't stay put. Nomad Survival um, is a Vampire Survival's clone. And uh, I think they just, I mean, it is... Uh, Total ripoff, hundred percent. Like even the same attacks oh, wow. and stuff. Um, and you know, it's auto attack. You move around. You try not to get eaten by the bad guys. The graphics are considerably better, but that's not saying much because they were so rough in the first one. Uh, we made the jump from eight uh, bit to I don't know, maybe ten bit here or something like that. But uh, yeah, um, I guess more of the same is good. Um, I. I don't know how I feel about somebody just blatantly taking 100. Even the way the loot system is uh, like a, a slot machine. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how 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 much they they stole from them. Um, from which game? Uh, the, what was the first one? Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors. Yeah, okay. and there's some other clones. You know, if there's if something small has crazy success and sounds millions of copies of course you're gonna have these clones come out but this one actually has some pretty good uh, reviews i think it's overwhelmingly positive as well yeah, wow. so um yeah 
Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up, but if you're tired of the first one, maybe you're looking for something different. I'm sure there's a couple things that are good about it. But it's like 92% right now. Uh, so people, wow, are, people are enjoying it, yeah. Oh, it's only it's what? three dollars. It's three dollars. How much is the other one? That's not bad at all for three bucks. I think the other one was three dollars too. Yeah, it was like two they copied the price too. Wow, mm-hmm. unbelievable! Copied everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, uh, I'll talk about one more game here: Zenless Zone Zero. All right, this is the new game from Hoyoverse, the people that made Genshin Impact. Um, it looks a lot like Genshin Impact, but it takes place in what looks like a modern urban setting. Oh, yeah. And their website plays music like it's 1999. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what is this, MySpace? Yeah, seriously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Genshin Impact, I, don't, I can't remember if you guys played it. Mm-hmm. I really yeah, enjoyed I it, but it was one of those things where I was like, all right, I, I, I got to cut myself off here. Yeah. Um, the but, numbers on the bottom are the same as the numbers on the top. You just hundreds of hours away. Yeah, I I kind of like the idea of an urban setting better than the fantasy. I feel like fantasy has just been done to death. So that's kind of cool. But it is, of course, very very anime, and I'm not the biggest fan of that. Uh, don't believe they have a release date yet. Looks like it's still pretty far out. Uh, but you can sign up for. Um, I don't even know if they called it a beta, um, but you can sign up for something that's going to give you access to the game a little earlier to test it out and you can give some feedback. I did that. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I'd, I'd check this out. Bobby, the, did you ever play the MMO that was say, uh, in an urban setting? Uh, the name, the, the word world is in the title. I can't remember what it's called. Like, Mm-hmm. I know what new, you're talking about. It's not about. New World. It's yeah. like Hidden World or Hidden, Secret World. Yeah, Secret World. <laughs> Secret World. Yeah, did you ever play it? Uh, no. No. I had a friend that was obsessed with it. He said, this is the best game out. But uh, Chad really liked it, too, when he played it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's old and dead now, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, the nice thing about uh, Genshin Impact is you could just play it single player. I mean, I... I you can't play multiplayer, but you have to be like in the same region or on the same server. Uh, but it's it's a single player MMO, as weird as that sounds, and it actually well, it totally works. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. I guess that's just an RPG then, a single player MMO. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's kind of like a like a Souls like. There's just other people running around, but you're really doing your yeah. Own you thing. see their like their replays and stuff. I feel like. Elder Scrolls Online can feel like that as well, actually. At least if you you can you have the option to play it like it's a single player Skyrim game, but with other people. Right but it around. is more traditionally yeah. it would be labeled as an MMO, so it's not the same. But like it is a style that you can play that game since mm-hmm. the lore and the storyline is so rich that you really could do that. Yeah, but I don't know, this I, looks neat. I never give it. Sometimes when you play something multiplayer, it takes away. I've I've brought this up several times. It's like. You can't read anything. You can't enjoy any of the voice lines. You can't get into the story when you're playing multiplayer. You're just dragging each other along through parts that you guys don't find. It's really difficult to pace a multiplayer game. Yeah. It's also hard to scale multiplayer games sometimes, too. I feel like they've gotten better at that, though. Like uh, from what I've heard about V Rising, it sounds Although, like they've done a really good job of that. Yeah, you pay. They pace the multiplayer very well. Mm-hmm. I will give them that. Yeah. Yep. That wasn't a segue. We're not talking about it yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> but we will. We will talk about it though. 
what uh, has no clear good path for a segue, but I'm just going to get into it. Um, on the radar for me is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It's coming out in October. And uh, I probably played the most um, of Modern Warfare 2 out of all the Call of Duty games in the franchise. I first played Call of Duty 4 with my friends when they used to have those video game arcades, you know, where you could pay per hour to play whatever game you wanted to. And my buddy owned one. And so he used to shut the shop off or shut the shop down, sorry, at like 11 or something. And then all of us and his friends would come to the shop and play after hours and we'd all play call of duty against each other. And then uh, modern warfare two came out and I was just like, there goes my life. I played so much of that. So I'm super excited <laughs> for modern warfare two to come out and be revamped. I did enjoy modern warfare because it reminded me a little bit of modern warfare two. But so the fact that they're bringing it back is just going to be, I'm very, very excited for this. Cool. I, I'm so confused. So this game has been out and they're redoing it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they're, yeah, they're remaking it. Uh, they did Modern Warfare One. They changed some. They changed a bunch of shit in it, right? Yeah, um, quite a bit. But they still kept some of the um, old maps and brought them over and kind of remastered them in a way to uh, graphically stand up to modern day uh, standards. And then I think they kept a lot of the similar guns and things like that. Um, but they did change up quite a few other guns as well. And then obviously the story was different. Somebody said that that was Bobby. <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah. There's an image of a, wow. of a guy looking off sternly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was yes. lasagna McGillicuddy or something was like, oh yeah, yeah this is Bobby. <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was Neil Sprung. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, Neil Sprung. <laughs> Thank you, you for fact checking that. Yeah. <laughs> fact checking. Well, yeah. I guess it was. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that's great. Oh, hi. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Luna just keeps opening the door. Just and slammed it right on you. But yeah. yeah, so October this year, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 coming out. Expect to see me playing that a lot, hopefully with my Call of Duty friends. What doesn't call you to duty? No, it doesn't work. None, none know, of it works. Like, sometimes you just don't get it. So yeah. Like, yeah. Gotta try. Um, I yeah, just saw trying. that somebody was putting this together. Fallout London, uh, it's an unofficial mod uh, by a mod team. They have a nice little website, but I mean, they're far, far away because they're still asking for help um, for anybody who wants to contribute. Um, you know, it's a big project to do. They said it's like DLC size. So oh, wow. I think the um, I think the DLCs for a for these games are, are like 15 hours, 15, 20 hours, maybe. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. If, if I remember right. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot to do for, for a small team. Um, so you can lend your voice and, or if you have any technical abilities, but anyway, there's 20 minutes of gameplay out there. So it's definitely, you know, on its way, um, has its own look. And, you know, since it's London, you know, it's, America ish, you know, it's everything's there, but it's just a little different. Instead of rad roaches, you got rad shrews. You're fighting <laughs> shrews down there. And uh and just stuff like that, you know, the the English spin on it. But more power to them. I hope they pull it off graphically and um it, the interface is super nice and clean, different. Uh uh yeah, I hope uh we see this maybe next year or the year after. Cool. Hmm. I um uh... I looked up like different tabletop games to play and stuff, and I found a Fallout one. Mm -hmm. And dude, it is involved. 
and uh, this made me think of it immediately because there's some, there's some stuff in the game. Uh, it takes place in the Fallout 4 location, um, but there's a lot of like extra stuff in the board game. And uh, yeah, this gets me excited. Have you ever heard of the mod or heard about the mod that turns Fallout 4 into a horror game? Mm-mm. So it, I forget the name. It's something Ice, I believe. Um, but it really makes the game... Uh, re- I guess you can say realistic, as bad as that sounds. I mean, you're, you're talking about like ghouls and shit, but um, like getting three bullets for whatever gun you have is like a godsend. But like people actually die in one headshot, you die very easily. Like it, it makes the game super um, survival esque, mm-hmm. and it's during the winter, and so it's it's pretty interesting. You gotta mm-hmm. actually survive with food and shelter and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You have to manage your cold, I think, as well as another thing. I'll try to find. I'll try to find the name right or, uh, later, or maybe Chris can. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Hmm. All right. Okay. Last game I've got this week is Battle Bands Rock and Roll Deck Builder. You can tell by the title; it's a deck building game, and this is an interesting take on a deck building game. It is. Up to it's a co-op game first of all, which is interesting. I remember that came up months ago. We found some co-op game that that was uh, or some deck building game that was going to be co-op, and we're like, "Wow, we'd never seen that before." But this is you, you're a band and you're competing against other bands. So the cards you play are like quick riff or uh, you know jazzy chorus or something like that. So it's a it's kind of a cute theme and the um, the animation. Reminds me a little bit of those little or it'll do games. I don't know if you ever played any of those. No, no, okay. but this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting, interesting concept, interesting way to do a deck building game. I have no idea how the mechanics are or how the co op works. Uh, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Uh, the game's like 18 bucks, but I, I like the idea of like, yeah, I'm going to build my band. You know, instead of combat, we're always used to combat, but. Uh, you can do the same thing with a battle of the bands. Like I'm going to build my band and they're each going to have like, you know, their special abilities and, and cards and stuff. I mean, that's, that's a great idea. That's a great concept for sure. I wonder, well, it's, it's out. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. It came out uh, about a month ago, two months ago, back in March. So it's co-op, but then you're playing NPCs or you can, you play against other bands online. Do you know? Uh, you oh, can play PvP? against, yeah, you can play other people too. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, I don't know what kind of community this has, though. If we could scroll down and see how many people are currently playing. Um, it doesn't seem like the game sold a ton. Yeah, there's 11 people playing now. So you cannot play PvP, <laughs> actually. Lot, yeah. I mean, unless you talk to your friends into buying it. Yeah. But that's too bad. Cool. That's a yeah. great concept. And it, and it looks like it takes place in Burning Man or something. It's like a complete desert background mm-hmm. and just, uh, yeah, like I like the way that the characters look. And this is such a cool concept. Where's yeah. the, uh, how's the reviews look? Uh, they're positive, but they have so few reviews that I don't think you can get overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Right. 91%. 70 people. Yeah. 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 And it has like a, a map that you have to travel around with your characters and you do battles in the different areas and maybe there's other stuff going on in, in separate spots. So, uh, you know, there's like a game outside of the game here. It's not just the combat. I mean, it's but, four player co-op. There's four of us, but I know that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How much was this a game again? Uh, Twenty seven, bucks. Seventeen ninety nine. Seventeen ninety nine for battle oh, bands. Wow. Wait, what do they have below? Is that like a four pack or a two pack? Oh no, that's just the soundtrack. 
Dude, yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, they don't do the four pack or the two pack. I haven't pack. seen it in two years, probably. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because Steam used to allow you to buy games and store them in your inventory. Oh, right. And they right. don't let you yep. do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, why? I wonder why. Because people were abusing it myself included, where you could uh, you could have somebody like in Russia or in Brazil buy a game for super cheap, and then they could store it in their inventory. And if it was an ROW copy, Rust of World, they could, you know, sell it on the black market to other people for a reduced price, yet they'd still make a profit. Whole business doing this probably about six years ago, five years ago, they shut it all down. So, yeah, that makes sense. Up next, uh, Age of Darkness, Final Stand. This is yours, no, Christian? Did you post this? No. Uh, anyway, um, it looks like a uh, they are billions. I wouldn't say clone, uh, but pretty close. Um, instead of zombies, you're killing nightmares. But, uh, yeah, you know, RTS, you build your base up, and um, you fight against the undead hordes. Or nightmares, sorry. Oh. Um, but in this game, you're trying to reclaim... Uh, the world. The world is in complete darkness. You are the last light. Very similar. But uh, it does seem like you're building outward more. Um, in there are buildings, you know, uh, you would build up your base and then go kill their main base. And then that, that was it. This seems to be like more like you're gaining ground and growing and growing and growing the, um, the amount of land that the humans have. So uh, you're trying to take back the world from the nightmares. Uh, but it looks cool. Um, a lot more, um, like, there was ground fighting and stuff. In their billions, it was a lot more, like, towers and stuff like that. But anyway, um, looks good so far. Uh, 86% on Steam. If you liked one, you'd probably like this one, I'm guessing. So the graphics are a lot better than their billions. It looks yeah. a little more realistic. And I never played that game, and I really should because... We were talking a couple weeks ago about um, games that we just didn't want to admit were bad, and I brought up uh, Conan Conan Unconquered, and it's the same concept. And I, re- I remember we were playing that. I think me, Emilio, and I think Chi at the time as well were playing these games at the same time. You guys were playing They Are Billions, and I was playing... Like, no, Conan's better! <laughs> I was playing Conan Unconquered. And uh, it, kind of the same idea where you build a base RTS style, and then you defend against these endless waves. But uh, obviously, They Are Billions was the the more popular choice. Everybody was playing that game. Yeah. Um, And you can play it off my account, dude. So no reason not to. I'm surprised we haven't seen another clone yet, as successful as that game was. I believe there was one more. I can't remember. But it it wasn't as flashy as this one. This is good. This looks really good. Mm -hmm. Or a sequel. They Are Gazillions. (laughs) Bobby with the first joke of the night. (laughs) Scoring a (laughs) 7.4. Uh, all right. Well, I guess let's talk about some games that we have been playing. Uh, real quick, I'll just jump in and say that I beat, um, I almost said Left for Dead, I beat Back for Blood on Nightmare, all four Ooh, acts. So nice. that was an accomplishment. It did not come easy, man. That The last one, the very last map, not too bad, but the one before, the, the third act, the end of the third act was a doozy. I was stuck on that one for a while. But made it through it, uh, unlocked no hope mode, so we'll see how impossible that's going to be. But I I gotta say, like, I got really used to playing on that really hard difficulty. Like, it's just, it's not, um, it's not nearly as challenging when you just 
play it over and over again and get used to it. Um, How did that one feel? Was that like a fucking, like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Or did you raise one eyebrow excitedly? (laughs) Well, when I beat uh, act three, yeah, that was quite an accomplishment. But the, the act, the fourth act was just, was not really as hard. Although that boss fight is great. Like the fourth act of, um, how do they split that up? Yeah, I guess it's, I don't know. I get confused how they do, how they split the game up. But uh, the one where you fight the big underground zombie lizard, it's great. Um, temporary health is still busted, but uh, yeah, still really enjoying this game. Nice, man. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Sniper Elite 5 um, came out on uh, Game Pass. And it, I haven't played one since like, I don't know, maybe three, like... Um, Sniper Leap Zombies 3 or something like that. And so I was like, oh, I'll give it another shot. Um, I think it's a, like an 82 on Metacritic right now. Um, uh, and then I checked it on Steam. It's like 70%. Anyway, um, it's a good game. Like, uh, definitely worth the free download. Um, if you've never played any one of these games and you're interested, it's definitely worth the download. Um, if you don't know what it is, obviously you're a sniper, but it's not just like, um, you're in a tower killing guys or whatever. It's more like of a stealth game. Um, a lot of sneaking around, um, killing people silently, throwing them in the garbage cans, that kind of stuff. Punch, did, like, did earlier, did he punch a hole through the dude? No, it's, um, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like it's bullet, bullet time. So like maybe every 10th bullet or every 10th headshot, it'll do that freeze frame, show the what's happening to the skeleton what's happening to the organs and just you, you know and you, there's yeah, that the mortal combat x-ray thing. yeah basically yeah but there's a there's a slider that you can you could turn that off completely or you could have it on every kill if oh, you cool. want so uh there actually the option in this game there there was tons uh, graphics controls uh, but just like you know sliders and all kinds of different things you can really um customize it and have it exactly how you want um, so far, not bad, you know, uh, having a good time. I don't know if I'll continue. I really want to get back to, um, uh, Tomb Raider. So I'll probably do that first, <coughs> but that's all on that one. So um, speaking of, uh, World War II stuff, I've been playing, um, <coughs> War Thunder and, uh, I decided to do a little experiment because this game is one of those games where it's like, there's like the free mode and then there's like the premium mode. So one of the cheapest ways you can get premium mode besides paying like outright money for just the time is buying starter packs. And so I bought the American one for five dollars because I've never played the American faction for the tanks. Um, it's safe to say that premium mode is busted. Um, in the amount of time it took me to unlock, I think it was three tanks as the Swedish. It only took me. Um, I was able to unlock nine tanks for the for the Americans. That's with the XP boost. Yeah, and then it's so it's. I realized that it's not just XP boost like to unlock tanks, but it's also research and like how to add things to your tanks as well. And uh, yeah, it's it's just insane. Um, the reason being is that like, for example, for your tanks, you can order. I mean, you can get like better ammo types and things like that for your tanks. But once you once you uh, <laughs> once you go ahead and research all of them, that research goes to unlocking yeah. new tanks. Yeah, get him off. Sorry about that, guys. The uh, the mini me came in. Both our kids are 
up our butts today, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, if anyone ever wants to get into this game, uh, because there's still like tens of thousands of people playing, um, go ahead and just buy the cheapest uh, starter pack because I know they change prices all the time. And your your first week will be the best of the best. Like it, it, there's there's not a there's. I probably won't play this game unless I'm playing while it's a premium time. Nick, does that and give so, you uh, so for the five bucks? Do you get um, for every for every your American tanks you have bonus XP, or it's a limited amount of time? No, so it's it's only for a week. Uh, which I think a week of premium time is like ten bucks. I can't remember. Um, I, I'll talk about the economy in a second because there's literally people selling vehicles for hundreds of actual dollars in the real world um it's almost as i would probably say it's more busted than the counter-strike market Hmm. um but this game as far as like playing premium it only lasts for a week for the starter packs you can buy like a month or two weeks or whatever um but it's honestly way better just to do with the starter pack especially if you don't know if you're going to sink all your time into this um because with the starter yeah. pack, you also get a couple of things as well. Without. Yeah. Yeah. So you get um, you get a tank and a plane. Um, and to be honest, they're not the best and they're not the worst. But hey, it's another tank and another plane to use. Yeah. Um, and it's for whatever country you buy the starter pack for. Uh, so yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so I played more uh, Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. Two. There's no good way to say no. it. it's not like PUBG. You can't just say UEBS. Yeah, played some UEBS too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was watching John play it, and he was playing with the character customization. He gave John Wick like, like um, tank bullets that came out of his, his his pistols, and he gave the tank bullets like crazy radius explosion. So he put one John Wick versus ten million zombies. And John Wick uh, took it like easily. Like, and it, talk about the zombies look like they're just flying everywhere, and, and the floor is riddled with them. It looks like wow. it looks like pepper or something falling. Uh, what did I say? Oh, lawn trimmings. You know, when you look at the lawnmower, <laughs> it, they're just flying everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah, John Wick took the day. So I know they. I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna just start fucking around with the uh, character customization. It's not super robust but you can change things like um the rate of fire how much damage it does blast radius um impact force um and the type of bullet it is stuff like that so i started fucking around with it and i had the idea of oh i wonder you know how like 10 snipers which there's no snipers so i made one i took a u.s soldier i lowered his rate of fire up the damage and up the accuracy i was like how how 10 snipers are going to do against like you know 100 zombies from a tower or something so i i I set that all up that was kind of cool and then i also made machine gunners so i gave them very low damage very low accuracy but very high um uh, rate of fire and uh and put them up against a ton of zombies too. And that was, that was cool. And so just playing around with that, you know, there's going to be so many tools later on. It's, it's just barely bare bones. You know, there's only about, 
don't know, 10 or 12 units. And, but they, they did enough to put this character customization in. I took the rock trolls and they're a melee unit. They just have big clubs. Like think about the trolls from Lord of the Rings. And I turned them into a ranged unit and gave them rocks to throw. And I gave it a blast rating radius. And it actually turned out pretty cool. Like you can see the block, the rock land bodies go everywhere, but then it keeps bouncing and you know, more bodies go everywhere. It looks just like it would um, in a real battle or something. So, uh, yeah, you could totally make, even though you're stuck with the model and the colors and all that stuff, you can totally make your own classes and stuff. Not too much. Like I said, it's still not robust. But, you know, once the mods come out, it's, this shit's going to explode. I can't wait. Yeah, but, this yeah. is one of those games that, like, it solely depends on mods to carry it for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it's a great game right now, but it's going to be 10 times better once you can, like, download Sully from Monsters, Inc. in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the official roadmap is out, um, I believe. So it says, you know, every update is going to be, like, two or three weeks. The next one is going to be, like, a couple new units and more god abilities. I don't think we've talked about the god abilities. Right now, um, you can basically have a god shotgun. Um, and just shoot it and kill whoever you want at any point. And then you, there's also Noah's flood. So you could just add a tremendous amount of water to anywhere on the map and they just go flooded, flooding down the, you know, they just go downhill or whatever. And they're all like, it's funny cause they're in the middle of this fight and then they're like, ah, it's great. Um, and so it's they're going to add more of that. And, uh, I think they're going to add like, where like a pinch and throw mechanic which we all love right you just pick up a dude and just take one guy and put him on the fucking in the middle of the the ranks um yeah hopefully they fix the ai a little more sometimes it can be tremendously stupid um but overall having a good time glad i bought it i think it was 14 bucks and it's uh one of those potty trick games like uh, if there's a guy around or a friend of mine i'll be like Come check this out. And then the next thing you know, they've been there for 15 minutes fucking around with different shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Just building and running a, a monster train to go kill each other. And uh, speaking of monster train, you want to <laughs> you tell us a bit about hey. that game, Bobby? <laughs> monster train. Yes, I did play that this week. I followed through. Uh, so it's another, first of all, I, I love this game. Really got into it this week. Absolutely enjoyed it. Um, it's like a lot of these other card battler games, you know, you got you and your enemy squaring off and you play your cards to do damage. But the twist here, I'll explain the mechanics because it's been a while since we played it. What's different about this card battler is you've got three levels and you're defending this uh, pyre at the top level and you have to put your characters in on these three levels and the enemy kind of goes up each one and eventually gets to the top. And if it kills it, then you're dead. Almost like a MOBA, you know, you've got to get to the core but um, what's also interesting about this is they have classes, and you mix two of the classes. You unlock them as you play, but each one has very different play styles, and um, you can mix and match them and find synergies, and that's, that's a whole lot of fun. I mean, the game, compared to the other card battlers that I've played, like Grifflins and Slay the Spire, uh, it's a lot more complex. There's a lot more complexity to it. So... Slay the Spire was very straightforward. They just got right to the heart of the card battler, right? And it was really satisfying because of that. Grifflins, they had, it was almost like an RPG. Um, you know, there was a lot of story and character in that. And then they had 
uh, like two different combat modes, the actual physical combat and then the uh, conversation argument one, which was cool. Um, but this one, it just has so many more moving parts and it can be a little bit overwhelming, but they do a good job of kind of easing you into it as you go. Uh, you start off very easy and um, with like one or two classes that you can use and then you work your way up and, and unlock more cards, unlock more classes. Um, what's interesting is there's really no way to beat this game, I guess. I don't know what the win condition really is. So they've got these, uh, w when you beat the game once, then it unlocks this um, next level where it becomes a little more difficult, like something happens that makes the game a little more difficult. And if you beat it on that, then it unlocks a third level, which makes it a little more difficult in some way, like they put some blight card in your hand, which is just like dead weight. Uh, Slay the Spire had something similar to this as well, too. Uh, I think they called it Ascension Levels in that. Yeah. You, um, so you beat it twice, Bob? Um, oh, many times. I think I'm on... I can't remember what they call it in Monster Train. It's a different word. It's not Ascension Levels, but it, it, it's something else. Uh, I'm on five? Four or five? Like, and beating the game is actually... Like, beating one of these levels is um, not super easy. Like, it, it took me a while. But you're earning XP on each of these classes. You're unlocking more cards. Uh, you also have these boss characters, too, which is really cool. Like, there's just a lot going on here. I think for a card battler, they did a really good job designing this with with everything that's going on. Like, it, there's just a lot of complexity to it. Um, the bosses are different. Like, there's just there's so much. Uh, they recently hit their two-year anniversary, which is the reason I checked it out, because I saw it on the front page of Steam and was like, oh, yeah, Monster Train. I never played that one. Um, and I guess they have some sort of DLC out now, too. And I assume that adds more more classes, more cards, you know, the usual stuff. You're calling, you're calling them classes, but they're the races, right? It's a race of... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always call them classes. I don't know. I, yeah. But yeah, it's like races. So the one that I really connected with was, I think the last one that I unlocked, it's the melting something, something melting. And they look like these weird little candle people that are always melting. But the whole, uh, the whole strategy with them is you purposely kill them or let them die in combat. And then you have cards that bring them back. And when they come back, they're even stronger. Mm. So it's really, you're trying to kill your own guys just so you can bring them back stronger every time. Um, so you got to make sure that um, you have the cards to facilitate that. But there's, there's different strategies you can do with each of these races or classes as well. The other one that I had really good success with was uh, like the, um, the plant people, whatever they're called. Uh, and, spike damage which yeah, spike is damage when yeah. they do damage to you you do it back to them like like thorns or whatever they call that in world of warcraft i had a lot of luck with that um but there's so many so many synergies that you can discover when you you mix these characters or these uh races and classes yeah because the race won't just have it'll have this main thing that they do like, mm -hmm. like well each race has two two uh, things two yeah. bosses uh, uh -huh. not bosses but two um hero characters right. and you unlock one later and you know each hero character kind of has uh like a special ability but they can go both ways too like there's two different special abilities at certain points in the game you can um upgrade them and you can choose to go one route or the other so there's just like this game is just all about that there's so many like branching design areas where you can go down and it, usually when things I, I really enjoyed slay the spire because it was so simplistic mm -hmm. not, not simplistic but straightforward i mm -hmm. guess is the 
best way to put it. Like it, it just got to the, the meat of uh, what a card battler was all about. And this, I was afraid it was going to be too much fluff, but um, it actually, I, I really enjoyed it. This is one of those games where I did a 100% 180 on it. The, the aesthetic really turned me off at first. It's so over the top. There's so much going on. It's just throwing all this stuff at you, and I was just like, ugh, too much. It was like anime levels of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, I'm not gonna. And then John played it. He's like, dude, you really got to look at this again. I played it again and just absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah, I, I think out flat out it's better than Slay the Spire. Yeah. Um, I, I would say it's so hard for me to compare that. I loved Slay the Spire. I loved Grifflins. I, I like all these games, but I don't know. I, I'm sure I'm going to play another card battle and I'm like, no, this one's the best one now. <laughs> I've been you know? trying to get you to get Tainted Grail, man. I've been both of these yeah, games. Maybe that one will be. Two nice. years I've been trying to get you to play this game. So <laughs> yeah. another two years you'll play Tainted Grail. Yep, and then that'll be the new one. But the art style is interesting because it doesn't. It's not striking in any way. Like Slay the Spire has a, a very distinct look. Grifflins has a very distinct look. Um, this looks like very generic, I'd say, as far as the art style. It's very well done, but it doesn't really stand out. But I really came to enjoy it. And you're right. The game is very busy. When these attacks are going on, um, like you, you hit, I think, you just hit a button and then the turn plays out, right? Like you see like, okay, this guy, the enemy's going to do this much damage to this character and kill him. And then you're going to do this much damage and kill that. You see what's going to happen. But you play all your cards, then you hit go. And then it all happens really quick. Now you can let that animation play out at normal speed, which I did at first. Um, but you can crank that up to like ultra fast. So it just goes like, and the round's over. And eventually I got there, but at first I couldn't do that. I was just like, wait, what's happening? Just slow down. Like it was too much. So yeah, the game can look very busy, but, um, it's worth it. Like it's a, it's a good game for sure. Overwhelmingly positive, 14,000 people agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should buy the DLC so I can play it off your account. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I might pick this one up myself. I might have played the DLC. I might have paid it. Uh, is it not available? On Steam, if you buy, this is interesting. So if you buy something, a DLC on Steam, that should be available for family sharing, I would think. But I've never tested yeah, I don't that. Know. I'd, I'd be interested to know. I, I really I, think you can. I want to say during ARC that my best friend was able to play off of my account. I want to say that you can. I wonder if you play the DLC buy the DLC if you'll be able to play off of my If I could play the DLC off of it, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. How much is this game? I think it's like 20 bucks. Whatever it is, it's worth it. It, All these card battlers are like 20 bucks, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Monster Train, fantastic game. Keep seeing deck uh, card battlers. It's a deck builder. That's what it is. What's the difference? Uh, like a card battler is, uh, well, obviously you battle cards, but mm-hmm. a deck builder, you know, you're modifying your deck as you progress through the game. You're taking cards out and adding ga- cards to it. I don't know. I I've been using them both interchangeably. Like I didn't. You might be I, right. I don't know. There's probably some specific difference between the two. I'm sure. Roguelike, roguelite. Who knows? Mm. Roguelike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we all watched Kenobi, I believe. Yes. And we're going to get into some spoilers. I found um, Sniper's uh, opinions. He Were you high? Just watching it high and then li- I, live streaming? Can I just say as a side note, I know that what you did is you basically kind of hosted a impromptu like a TV series watching thing where everybody joined on Disney Plus <laughs> together and watched. Sniper, I appreciated 
so much that you created that channel and we're doing that because i actually pulled that up while i was watching my own and i like i didn't like necessarily go back but it was kind of like i'm there in spirit (laughs) (laughs) and i was just laughing like following along with like what they had said previously like the day before when i was watching it yeah, I loved it. That was great. That's good. Nice. I I hope uh yeah, I hope it didn't spoil anything. Um I wasn't high when I when I watched it the first time. I was headed up on my second monitor and I was trying to get some work done, but you know how that is multitasking is a myth and all that. When I actually sat down and watched it fully, I uh all those criticisms pretty much left. I was just in awe of what I was watching. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I think they did a fucking amazing job other than like a few little tiny nitpicks which i'll always still have it was uh it was pretty great it was so good yeah i i, I think this is from all the uh originals on disney plus i think it's probably my favorite um yeah where were you guys at on it bobby and nick uh nick? Your bobby's first i mean i'll, I'll go first because you you have more of a star wars background than i do okay um i enjoyed it a lot to be honest um there was some parts where I kind of laughed, and it's like one of the fighting parts. He pulls out like some Aikido. Um, and there's also some call-outs and some Easter eggs. There's some other things. Um, I just want to see more. I, I can't really judge the whole thing from just two episodes, but I will say, like, so far, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied. All right, now Bobby's going to shit on all of us right now. <laughs> all right, well, I will say I enjoyed it. It's Star Wars, so of course I enjoyed it. But every time I watch something with but, Star Wars, but here's the but, guys, and it's a long but. Um, every time I watch something with Star Wars, I'm always uh, I'm always faced with the realization that Star Wars is just not for me because I'm too old for it. And I wonder if I enjoyed it so much when I was young just because I was a kid or if Star Wars has actually changed. Did I change or did did Star Wars change? Because it's all, it's very broad. It's so broad, it's almost theater, you know, like in terms of like the acting and the script and everything like that. Um, And even like the production design, it's just, it all seems a little too clean. They don't have this problem in the movies as much, but in the TV shows, I just notice everything just looks a little too clean and pristine. Like the, the opening scene... I guess second opening scene when they were in that that bar on Tatooine, it just it didn't look like you know the original Star Wars movie that was shot in Tunisia, and it just it looked all gritty and gross because everything like, was actually in. gritty and gross, yeah, probably too, yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, and you know like the the chase sequences and the fight scenes are all very like uh, overdone and, and theatrical, and uh, it, it's difficult because I watched. I watched the Northman like right before watching this and those are two very different things. So I think yeah. I was just, how'd you feel about the Northman? Loved it. Loved it. It was such a good movie. Yeah. Super good. Really good. Um, so I, I, I think I just, I, I was like unfairly comparing it to that, yeah. uh, at least with the combat and everything. But, um, but that being said, yeah, man, it's Star Wars. Of course I loved it, you know? It's just, with, with Star Wars, you've got to understand, like, I have to understand yes. that every time I, I watch something, it's just going to be a bunch of cameos, a bunch of callbacks, and a bunch of really broad theatrics that appeal, that, that children can understand. Like, that's what it's going to be. I'm never going to see, like, a Robert Eggers Star Wars, you know? Like, I'm not going to just <laughs> see something on that level, you know? That'll just... Unfortunately, that'll just never happen. Um, I mean, 
as it grows and more of the smaller stuff is being made, I think they'll throw more and more stuff at edgier uh, directors. Well, this is this is kind of how I feel about that. I think they tried to go that direction a little bit with uh, uh, who directed The Last Jedi. Um, can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, but you know who I'm talking about. He directed The Last Jedi. People got super upset. And they were trying something different with The Last Jedi. And people hated it. Now, it was also kind of just the big, broad Star Wars thing that we're all used to. You know, the popcorn flick. But he was trying to do something a little bit different with, like, hey, anybody... Like, the underlying theme of that was, like, it's not about, like, the central characters. Anybody could be a Jedi. You know, it's all meaningless. Don't buy into it. Like, let go of the canon. Uh, and, and people just were like, no, everything has to be about Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie. And like, that's all we care about. So, you know, it, and I understand both parts of that because, you know, you're attached to those characters, but at the same time, it's just like, why don't we explore? Like the, we got this huge wide open galaxy of all these really interesting characters. And we explore that in comic books and books and all these other, even video games, but yet the movies and a lot of the TV shows are just like the same old people doing the same old stuff. And it's just, I I don't know. Yeah. Ryan Johnson Ryan should Johnson. have uh, should have been given like writing and directing something not in that trilogy. I feel like we would have seen something really epic that could have stood on its own. But instead, I feel like yeah, he was trying to juggle doing something new. But spoiler alert: you're in a trilogy that's basically the like old trilogy that you have to follow, right? Like. Mm-hmm. They're basically retelling the same story, so it was a bit of a mis- mismatch, and I think that's why people might have been. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, making uh, chapter seven, eight, and nine is just really tough to do because where do you really go with the story? And it's just, just so many places, over. dude. There's so many other places. Don't even don't even get yeah. me started on this. Yeah, restart. Just telling the same story again was not the way to go. Yeah, but that is not this. This is filling up a big gap that uh, that we all had, and seeing how uh, things uh, played out for him while he was watching over the boy. I, I thought it was seeing vulnerability on Obi Wan was really cool yeah. because he's always such a badass, and now he's just like a guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, seeing him pessimistic is like a is like a kick to the nuts. You're like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, nah, man, that's not, that's not going to happen. Now I don't help people. You know, I always had a problem with this though. Why would you hide? Why you got to hide Luke and Leia. Let's hide Luke with Anakin's family. Yeah. Yeah. Like is, uh, what, what is Owen? That's his step brother, right? Yes. Step brother. Cause they have yes. the same mom, yeah. different dad. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That doesn't seem like the safest spot to hide them. And he doesn't pretend like he's his son or anything. He calls him uncle Owen. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> you know, the, the empire didn't clue into that. You hide something under the nose of someone. So they, you know, like you would never yeah, hiding in plain to... sight. Who in the empire yeah. knew that they were alive? The emperor knows, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like the, the leader of the empire. But I think he, <laughs> the important guy, they didn't know that those, they didn't know that Luke and Leia were alive. I don't think not even Vader knew that. Well, maybe they should have used the force or something and figured that out because I, yeah. I feel like that. But yeah, yeah, you, that comes right away. You're like, why that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. It's the worst place you could have put them. One of the worst places. Yeah. But I mean, this is star Wars in a nutshell. You don't have any source material for star Wars. You just have the first movie and everything's trying. There's a lot of like, things that they're always trying to like 
dance around that the first movie set up and you can't say no that's stupid and just like discount it because everybody loves the first movie but they've just got to kind of like create these winding narratives that make all these really kind of stupid things make sense so i i get that this uh pissed off chick that's chasing him the whole time um i was not happy with her acting throughout the thing i thought the little girl or um did a great job. The kids oh, did, yeah, and you, and you run yeah. the risk with the little kids because kid acting can be pretty bad sometimes. And that's a the whole precocious kid thing is also really overdone. But yeah, yeah, she did all right. And yeah, I, I'll agree with you. The um, the lady that's uh, uh, the inquisitor. What's her name? Third sister. Right? Third, third sister. sister. They just keep yeah, calling her third sister. Well, they yeah. all have like rank names and then like real names, yeah. right? And I don't entirely blame her. I just feel like all their dialogue was just so like, oh God, like first line of the show is like, you know who we are, right? You're inquisitors. <laughs> you know what we do, right? You hunt Jedi. It's like, okay, did everybody get that? <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have been more on the nose if they, if they had looked right down the lens when they said it. I mean, I, was just... I, I didn't, I didn't like that part of it too. Like in world, does it make sense? Like this is supposed to be the... Secret Service of the Secret Service, you know, like they hunt Jedi, something yeah, that they were not very apparently, secret. Like, yeah, most the whole people, town just stopped yeah, and looked at this ship come down. <laughs> yeah, but like everyone yeah. in the bar is scared, like, oh, the Inquisitor in Tatooine. I was like, bro, you fucking going to the cantina like this? People throw you out. Come on, like, she is this blasting in the face? Yeah, is this Moss Eisley or not? So I, it was, it was a bit strange that way, but overall very enjoyable yeah and i feel like they're building up to the confrontation like another well i don't know like maybe there's going to be a confrontation between obi-wan and vader but that would kind of undercut what happened in a new hope you know where obi-wan sacrifices himself like that was like the big we haven't seen each other in a long time you know the big reunion although he's not 60 or whatever he is it went in the new hope he's well this takes place 10 years after the phantom menace and there's what 32 years between Phantom Menace. Yeah, right. or, uh, 22 uh, years is still a long time. Yeah, 22 years is a long time, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, recommend. Yeah. yeah. Stream in for free. I'm, I'm excited free, to see but... the rest of the season play out, though. So are they doing one episode per week? Uh, we yep. got two. Oh, is that how it is? But we got two on the first dump? Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yes, yes. Also, yeah. Stranger Things is out again. Um, yeah. Hour-long episodes. Uh, I did, but I fell asleep a bunch of times. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I was drunk, and it was really late. Um, the f- yeah, the... Um, what is it called? It's going to be in two parts. It's oh. going to be a bunch of episodes, and it, then uh, another bunch of it. It's episodes. so much content, dude. The first half <laughs> is like nine hours of content. So it's going to be an eighteen-hour season. That's crazy. They, they're going to. It's a. It's the series finale. Like they're not. Oh, gonna make it okay. That's good. So yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. And they get right to it. Like people are dying horribly right <laughs> yeah. away. Don't spoil as, it. As, yeah, uh, I'm I saw watch someone it. refer to it online as a meat swastika. So yeah. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> That's exciting. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of, uh, not a meat swats, well, whatever the fuck you said, uh, but you know, just drowning in meat and gore and blood, uh, game of the weeks. And the only game that I've consumed my whole week with is V rising this game. I just, I fucking love this game. (laughs) It's so good, dude. It's such a good game. It's so good. Like, and especially playing, um, on fastidious's server, First, I think that he does a really solid job being an admin for it. It's PVE. There's talks of, it's not official, but 
there are talks of having potentially like one night a week where it's PVP and the community is incredibly active and kind and really nice. And some of it is a lot of people from DLG. Some of it is some random people. It's one of the like first servers to go up live when the game came out. So there's been quite a lot of people. I know that Fastidious said that there's like 200 people total, but there can only be 50 on at one time. But still, it's a very... Yeah, it's a well. We're not queue. We're not in a, in a queue. It tends to work out really well. There's just 200 people that have connected to it. Um, but this game is just amazing. Like the strategy that you have with different bosses is fantastic. I've been fighting a lot of the bosses. I think I'm at a point now where I only have six or seven bosses left to kill. Um, have you got Batman yet? No, that's one of the last bosses I have yeah, yet it's to like kill. The last, last, thing, the Night right? Marshal in the Swampland. Yeah. Uh, I have not gotten that one yet. Um, I almost did, but uh, today I did like the Spider Queen and was out in the swamps quite a bit. And this game, it just does not disappoint. I think it's really awesome. There's so much um, customization for your own castle and your own place that you could live in. And then that's only a tiny part of this game. I feel because so much of this game is the con is the combat. Uh, I mean, Dude, I and and that's one thing that. So I think this one thing that this game does is that it it's very good at a lot of things. So like in Diablo, like uh, they try to make like the economy a thing. They try to make like the home base a thing. Like it it is, and it's only really good at combat. This like dude, the base building, all that shit, like the crafting is like it, I, I love it. It's so good. Um. I only got to level, you know, I like, that's another thing is there's no levels. It's a uh, just gear it's score equipment score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then my old fucking person brain, me and my buddy, we just call it eye level. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, inventory level. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I will say that this game has way more engaging fights than Diablo. Um, than some other, the other top down, uh, like, I guess you can say RPGs, action RPGs. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one I, one mechanic that I love, and that you brought up when you talked about it the first time, as far as like on the radar and stuff, is the sunlight. Yeah, because goddamn, when you start fighting a boss and there's and like the sun comes out, it's like the biggest kick to the balls in the world. Unless you're like fighting in a mine or something. Absolutely. Um, for those who don't know, staying in the sun takes away 10% of your health every second. You die and, uh, so quick if you stand in the sun. So, yeah. but, but we all know how vampires work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're like explaining to this like we've never seen Blade. Yeah, well, I mean, it could have went in a dumb direction. Yeah, like you just sparkled. Yeah. 1%, but no, it's fucking fast. What if you wear a motorcycle is, helmet? No, it is. It is absolutely unforgiving the sunlight like a- in this game um but it does allow sometimes like i i actually was able to get a clip of this i was fighting um octavian the militia like boss and guard and what you need to unlock i think silver weapons and um we got him down to like 10 percent of his health and the sun came out and it was just like no <laughs> and it was it was like we got so close and it was so tough and it was just one of those moments where it's like of course you're hiding behind a tree and then he cuts down the tree and then it's just like oh hello son fuck out of here um 
and just getting burned and trying to find shade while having a guy launch like spears and stuff at you. <laughs> and, like, uh, but it, you know, what ends up become uh, what ends up happening is it is that much more rewarding when you do finally kill him in the sunlight because you're just like, yeah, that was a whole nother level of difficulty. Um, is finally like killing them with the sun. But yeah, it's just another thing you have to be mindful of. And it changes as well. Cause like I was saying before, like uh, 2 PM, the shade that's there is different than 9 AM. And so you can see it in the top, right? Like by your mini map, like what time of day it is. And that does impact the shade and where you can hide and run to. Um, but yeah, we could just see that like Christian pulled up a, uh, a clip of like me playing Octa- uh, against Octavian with fastidious and another one of our clan members. And it's like, as soon as I die, then they like finally are able to like kill him off in the distance and you can wait. Oh, there was been a few times where there was a whole bunch of us fighting a boss. And once you down the boss, like it would be wise to wait. So that way everybody's ready to yes. hold down F and drink the blood of that V blood person. Cause there's been a few times where somebody right away jumped the gun as soon as we downed a boss. And then it's it's like when everybody Diddy. wanted to wait. Yeah. And it was like me first. Well, but it makes sense, right? Like you you don't know if it's gonna despawn or diagro or anything like that. Like you're not sure, but like it does not diagro or despawn or anything. So like you can wait uh even upwards to like a few minutes for everybody to be ready to drink the blood all at once, because that is a lot better than waiting to go fight and kill the boss all over again to do it all over again. Dude. As someone who died when a boss was at 5% health and you're like, fuck, I have to do that all over again. Mm-hmm. Dude, we didn't know that when you fight the bear that you're supposed to use the shield ability because, like, there's unavoidable attacks with the bear. <laughs> and uh, we got down to, like, 5% and then he killed me and my friend in one attack and we, we were just like, we just wanted to cry. Oof. Yeah. That's the thing that's very exciting is that there are a lot of V blood bosses that unlock different things for you. There's a bunch of them and they all have different tactics and abilities and things that they can play, which makes it really entertaining and really fun. Both even as a solo, there's quite a few people on the server that have done a lot of the bosses by themselves. So you can play solo um, and the bosses do adjust difficulty we've noticed that the threshold seems to be three people if you have two people you're in kind of a sweet spot especially if you're both pretty decently high level in comparison to the boss that you're fighting then you have a really nice solid spot but once you add in a third person it gets a lot harder the boss will he'll scale up and so i've noticed that there seems to be a threshold at about three people and there seems to be another threshold at about five or six people is when it changes again so if you had a group of like six or seven people like on this um server that a lot of us in dlg are on you know there's been times where at like one or two in the morning i'm playing and there's like only nine people on the server and all of us actually get up and link up together to go kill a few of these bosses and it's pretty easy at that point because there's just a massive amount of numbers but then during the day i've had there be times where i'm just running and farming and i see a boss so i join in and it drastically made it so much harder for them and they're like oh this was easier without the third person <laughs> You get credit, like, when you weren't all in the same clan, right? When you Correct. Yeah, we're not all in the same clan. But everybody got credit? Well, because what it is is that as soon as you knock the boss out, like, you've got to drink their blood. And so, so long as you are there to hold down F and drink their blood with everybody else, you will get the credit for it. Which, on one hand, is kind of nice, and on the other hand, is like... 
I don't know. It's it, pretty shy. Yeah, it makes skills. it pretty exactly. It makes it pretty easy for somebody to just kind of hide and let other people do all of the work and then jump in at the end and get it. But if you're in a good community like the one that we're in so far, then like people don't even do that. You know, like they do join in and they help and uh, and then everybody just kind of waits for them uh, so that way everybody then can get it, which is really nice. But I've I've been finding crazy diversity in the way that these bosses are fighting and it's been making for some really entertaining and really wild and crazy like boss fights and stuff. Um the I found the gameplay loop uh interesting. I, I think you talked about it last time, but um I'll just reiterate. So you're kinda like in your castle and you're building stuff and you'll get to a point where you can't produce you can't go any further. You'll be like Oh, there's. Um, I need to be able to smelt copper now, or something. And so um, you'll look at the v-, v list of V bosses, and you'll look at the one that says, "Hey, this guy shows you how to smelt copper, or whatever it is." And uh, and then you'll click on him, and then you have a kind of like a sense of where he is. It's not a direct line. It, you'll you, there's a lot of like rubbing on walls while you're trying to like go around oh, the yeah. mountain is he in the mountain is he on the other side of the mountain it's not it's not perfect but it, it does it's tell you where fucking move. yeah and uh, so you're going around and uh you know just the traveling in the game there's a lot of shit that can happen mm-hmm. um weird things happen um a, a train of mobs that were all aggro just ran past this bandit camp that i was in they and the bandits inside of it joined the aggro train and half the camp was gone. And then John and I were just there with a couple peasant guys and we killed them. We're like, what the fuck just happened? We didn't know what happened. Um, it seems glitchy, but maybe it's a game mechanic. No, I don't know. It's part of the game. They have it. Yeah, so that way the AI can fight each other. So it's like a, a yeah. real world. So that is a tactic that you can use that I've even been a part of where we actually let the boss get whittled away by quite a few mobs that were near it before we even engaged. Mm. So that way then, like I think Meredith, the archer, who's typically in one of the iron mines, I think she's a good one to do that with. Um, you could get the massive, like, grave boss in the mines to fight the V-Blood boss, and then one of them's going to die, and the other one will be at, like, halfway health, and then that's how you can start the fight, which is an awesome tactic that you can use to kind of manipulate and use the environment around you just as uh, what the content that we're seeing right now is, like, when I was fighting Frostmaw, he was using the environment against me by, like, launching and attacking and cutting trees down in the middle of the sunlight. Fucking rude. But that's very smart on his end, right? And so, like, there's a lot of strategy with fighting bosses and mobs that is just somewhat of a mechanic and just another thing that's part of the game. You know, I haven't really seen it on this scale since even like Fallout 76, because Fallout 76 was actually like that. Um, You would have a death claw, like fighting a whole band of bandits and, you know, whatever one stays alive after the end of that, you would just wipe them, wipe them out, you know? That guy looks like a death claw. Actually, yeah, yeah, he did. Frostmaw was kind of an asshole to fight, and so another asshole to fight was the Spider Queen earlier. But I you were losing spiders, your shit so when I, I heard you fighting spiders. them. Right they freak me out. <laughs> um, they have a whole bunch of like little white spiders with pink tips, and like the spider cave area. And I just, oh my, I don't know what it is. It's like combining the head crab from Half Life and just every nasty spider you can imagine with a thick ass. And I'm just like, no, thank you. That's not the kind of ass I'm looking for. I hope that something doesn't awaken me. It won't with a spider and just maybe rage and fear. 
Um, I, there was a few times, as simple as it looks, there was a few times that I was appreciating the AI and the pathing and the way, the way they fight. Um, they're not completely stupid little just walk toward you and die or uh, no. you know, attack. Um, I was fighting two archers at the same time. And uh, I got one of them very low on health, and that one wouldn't stop running. He, he was kiting me while his buddy was taking pop shots at me. Like, he, it knew not to stand still because it knows it was going to die. Just kept running. I was like, whoa. Uh, for, like, a low-level mob that is a boss to have this mm-hmm. level of AI, that's really interesting. So there, there's, um, oh, and I read an article today, I guess, um, please see gamer caught up to these guys and talking to them about their success and stuff. And I thought their next step was really interesting. They said that they're not, obviously they're working on the game, but they're not going to rush towards anything. They're going to wait and see how people play the game and see what they're going to take a step back so they could take a huge step forward. They said, so, um, yeah, they're going to see where their holes are at or where they can improve and, see what the community wants and that uh, what a great approach instead of just like oh obviously we got to do this and then that's where you get in trouble Mm -hmm. like games like realm royale was doing so well and then they just drastically changed the game and everybody stopped playing it you know you gotta you gotta you know the community is now half of the game so you can't ignore half of the game and that's one of the things that I love so much about this server and bringing back games that kind of like in Ark, where you do have multiple servers. I mean, so much of these crafting survival and then to combine it with an action RPG with like such a well fleshed out combat system is really amazing for that. But it's so much more than just even these things, right? Like it's it's about the community. And like even in this um in this server, we've talked about potentially doing one night of PVP and they were just like random people that we didn't know that were just like, yeah, then maybe we can build a Coliseum and start doing like arena fights for PVP. And we're like, that's actually, that's a great idea, you know? And so you can actually build something as an entire community and a group that offers a, a totally unique experience that isn't necessarily designed by the devs for that game, but ends up becoming such a beautiful, happy little accident. Right. And so it ends up becoming a wonderful masterpiece just in its own, like, that you know and i felt like there were so many ways and so many things and like in this moment of this video that we're playing i actually randomly ran into random task who's a part of the dlg community had no plans of meeting up with him and his friends but ran into them just out of nowhere and we're just like all right let's beat this boss since this boss is really tough why not and i love moments like that it's like you have all these one you have this big house right and in each room there's like these different things going on that you could hang out with your friends in the dlg community and other people you know very much like what we would get if everybody goes to dlg con which is what's (laughs) great because so to kind of plug dlg that beautiful transition that i now made very annoyingly aware but um like in dlg con if we were to have like especially going to austin texas there's going to be people that will be barbecuing there'll be some people in a lake and swimming around the lake there'll be people playing board games and so in each room there's all these different things that will be going on that you can then hop and kind of join in and watch with this game where you could be in different areas and zones of the map and you're running into people part of our community that you didn't originally plan on so if you're interested in joining in not only the community i mean you can definitely reach out to me if you want to uh get the information on how to join this server on v rising if you're playing v rising but if you're also really excited and curious about dlg con you can reach out to me there or you can find information about dlg con when we're going to be in austin texas 
uh, that is in our Discord underneath the DLGCon planning channel, which you can find the link to our Discord through dlgaming.net sorry, on our uh, website. Maybe we just don't call it um, DLG 4.0. Maybe we call it DLGCon D-Rising. <laughs> just call it D-Rising. That's what's going on in my pants right now. That's what I was going to say. That's what D's do. They rise, right? <laughs> uh, something happened, funny happened to me. So uh, this is on Fastidious's server. That's where uh, people have been um, doing the chat for, because it's his server, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the one. But you can join it, and then you could whatever use whatever voice comms you want uh there's also local chat so if you run into somebody randomly you could just hit the button mouse wheel and talk to whoever's around you but so uh flying hawaiian jumps in and we start talking to him um and then we're like oh okay we're gonna go he's like all right and i'm like do we have to go back to our castle because i really don't want to run back to the castle just go to sleep he goes dude every time i go to sleep in the woods i fucking die i don't know what it is i was like oh maybe your body's persistent maybe it stays in the world and it, it can die. And he's like, I don't know what it is, but I always did. So I always go back to my coffin and go to sleep. And I was like, well, fuck it. You know, uh, I'm going to go to sleep in the woods. It's not worth it to me to go back home. So uh, <laughs> I, I go to sleep in the woods and then I go do some stuff and I come back and I see <laughs> I have a, a a message on Discord. I look and Flying Hawaiian randomly found me in the fucking forest. My dead body took a screenshot and showed me that he was right. <laughs> and that you can't survive in the woods asleep. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's why I love all those little moments in this game, man. Like, we just keep finding each other on accident and stuff, or are able to go talk to each other and things. So, yeah, you can hold down mouse wheel to talk to. That's the push to talk uh, thing. You can also hit enter and then hit tab to cycle through your clan chat, your local chat, and like the global chat and talk to people as well. Everybody's super friendly in this server and very helpful. How do and- you find it, Dave? Uh, the server, they'd have to get a hold of Fastidious or, or myself. I think we, um, I want to say. We'll work something out this week. Yeah. Yeah. Like how we're going to be able to just make it very easily and accessible. But right now you can obviously reach out to me at days on Discord or uh, Emilio at Ender's Logic. Or I think, I think Fastidious is still in the server uh, to be able to ask him for it as well. Uh, but yeah, it's a really it's a really fun time, and I I mean I'm loving this game. I can't get enough of it, and I just uh, part of me almost wishes I wasn't on the podcast today so I could be playing this instead. Dude, we were <laughs> supposed to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons Rick and I, Morty, I and Daisy's like, no, you know, I, I really can't today. And I was like, oh, she must have something to do. I find her on this. the server playing V Rising. That was. <laughs> That's what that's what happened today. I moved this weekend, and all I wanted to do was play V Rising. I so I was like, "No, that is what I'm yeah. doing." Is I'm playing some V Rising. Too. I'd rather yeah. you be playing V Rising than playing with us and thinking about V Rising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's how I feel about D and D. If you're not there all the way, I don't want you there. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and this is just a personal thing. This is not anything against the game. I'm not one for crafting at all like i don't like those mechanics at all so 50 percent of the game is like out for me uh but in for me to enjoy the combat enough to have that be carried you know john was doing literally everything in the castle and i was like so what do we have to do like it's just it's not one of the things that i enjoy doing but i could totally like farm resources i don't mind so i'll be i'll be the little bitch outside cutting down trees um i just don't like doing the actual um constructing of stuff but yeah it's good enough or if if you were like 
Yeah, I don't like crafting either. It doesn't completely put you out of this game. Like, no, um, yeah. I think so much of this game is the combat. I want, like, I'm a massive crafting hoe, I guess. I love that shit. Like, I love playing <laughs> crafting survivals. That's why I like Ark. I want to Martha Stewart the shit out of the house. I want it to be beautiful where, like, everything's symmetrical. I love that. But I don't give a shit about crafting because the combat is so much fun in this game that it's just like, I just want to go out and kill stuff. But I am the crafter out of the clan, though. Like, I did build the house and things like that. So that's what's kind of nice is I do think that two people to maybe f- or or four are like a really sweet spot and like a really good number because with two people it's like especially if one person likes doing all the crafting in the housework then it's going to be a great time um because also too with two people in the same clan like you progress at the same time so i would recommend that people find other people that have maybe similar gaming schedules and are around the same level and just kind of want similar things out of the game because with two people it's perfect and you'll both be on the same progression because when you join a clan if one person progresses then everybody gets that buff and so that that was one of the things that's kind of sometimes a downside and one of the complaints i had with valheim where like if one person defeat a boss the whole server essentially leveled up this is a little bit better than that in v rising but it's still similar when you're in the same clan you can't be in a same group it's like the only group system is a clan um but if you were to join a clan and if one person just went ham and killed all the bosses well then you would unlock everything and for some people they like that that's like cheesing it in a way um but a lot of people and people on this server that we're on are kind of more purist and like dedicated in the sense that you know, they want you to experience and enjoy the journey of the game, you know, and not just be given all of the high end level tier and go from like level 10 to level 70 just because you walked in the door. You know, there's not a lot of people doing that on our server. And if you don't want to do that, then definitely be in a clan with people that are around the same level or just starting out. Like I know, Emilio, you and JP Diddy joined the same clan, but JP like P Diddy big ditties or something like that (laughs) yeah whereas i'm in the clan of metrosexuals with fastidious and like because we're like at the same level and so like us running around you know we were not we're like both in kind of like the 70 range so we don't want to be inviting people to the clan early and then just going from you know zero to 70 because that's not that's no fun what would you like to see in the future i'd like to see classes and more diversification like maybe skill trees because um, you're basically all the same person in this game, it seems like. Yes. Yeah, yeah in a way you are. But I, th- I would argue that that actually makes the playgrounds for PvP really fascinating and good then. Because mm. if you all are starting and have the same resources to fight, then it is going to be all tactics and strategy. Yeah. And like that's how you're going to win over other people. So I actually really appreciate that they don't have the type of skill trees that you would think were like the massive amount of customization. And there's still a lot because you can change your weapon instantly while you're fighting. So it'll, it gives you so much more of options for a rotation and like how you're going to strategize attacking and fighting stuff, you know, because you could be like, okay, this kind of boss is more range based and it would serve me best to be more range because it has a way of sucking me in and getting me stuck. Right. Then, then you would go with like a crossbow, but then maybe you can switch it or maybe you're starting to die and you're like, Oh God, I need to run and hide and survive. So then you could switch to your dual blades and like go stealth and run away. And it's just like instant. So that is, that is nice. And like a whole new way of strategy strategizing with that so i don't know if i would necessarily want to see that i think what i would love to see more of is like maybe 
more fleshed out like quest of somewhat of a story because it feels very much like you're just a vampire who wants to just eat and wreak havoc on shit and like maybe that's it but I don't know I could see that getting old by endgame but at the same time I've put in about 50 hours into this game and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface and I ain't even close to done so it's yeah it's good it sounds like you like this game, dude. I I'm not sure. I love this game, dude. <laughs> I, want, I want this game constantly. <laughs> cool. So, listener questions? Uh, before we get to listener questions, think, speaking of things you love, uh, you guys should check out the uh, DLG Patreon. Ooh, what's uh, that? We don't do, we don't do uh, tiers as in like 5 or $10 tiers. Instead, we base our rewards off of how long you've been a part of the uh, DLG this uh, Patreon. Oh, kind of, yeah. Yeah, so right now, just like the basic $5 tier, uh, or the only tier, um, what you get uh, on the first month is a shout-out on the show uh, when you sign up. You get a green Discord name. Uh, you get a you get access to our Not Safe for Work episodes. Um, those are taken down, uh, but when they do... For legal out, reasons. <laughs> for yeah, legal reasons. Literally for legal reasons. Um, however, when you guys... Uh, when you guys, when there's one released, we uh, we give out uh, the the access code to watch it or watch it live. Um, you are promoted to the top live role if Discord is streaming. I mean, if you are streaming on Discord, so if you want to play a game and like you want to you want to share something about that game, you can go ahead and stream live in in Discord, and then uh, you'll it'll alert everybody. Um, you are entered into the high score Hall of Fame of DLGGaming.net. And then the next rewards are periodical. So um, after three months of signing up, you get a DLG Shield uh, sticker pack, which is our logo. We go ahead and send that out to you. Um, you just give us your address, and we send that to you. After six months, you get a T-shirt, 30 bucks for a pretty rad T-shirt. It's not bad. Um, and then after a year, you get to pick a caster to play any game for three hours and give their official review. Um, so, yeah. Go ahead and check us out on Patreon. We're looking at uh, diversifying our um, our rewards. A possible one that we were looking into is maybe one where, uh, because I can't shut the fuck up about Warhammer, uh, I paint you a Warhammer model. So throw us uh, some ideas in our Discord. Um, thank you. Yeah. Good job, Nick. All right. Uh, before listener questions, quick shout out to... Burn Division subscribing for 18 months. Year and a half. Thanks, Thanks man. Burn. Uh, Bobby, I just had an idea. Maybe we should do the new, the next NSFW from uh, live from DLGCon. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We should definitely do one. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll Another thing that we want from you guys is themes for our Not Safe for Work episodes. Um, we're looking to do, since we're trying to do them periodically, we can't just keep talking about the same dumb stuff all the time. Can't do um, knees to nips every episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to shoot us a topic that maybe you want us to talk about all the not safe for work episodes, go ahead and do that in our discord as well. Yeah. All right. First listener question coming from Exaris. I own a steering wheel setup for sim racing, and it got me wondering, do you guys have any weird, expensive, or oddly specific gaming hardware? 
Bobby, you had that 3D monitor forever. I did. I had the 3D monitor for a long time. Yeah, I really was a believer in that. Yeah, that didn't really pan out. But it was cool. I played Metro Last Light entirely in 3D. I I feel like that would give me a headache these days. And some games were a lot better on it than others. Far Cry 2 was good. But a consistent issue with 3D gaming was the refresh rate. Um, Whenever you moved the screen around too quick, it was very apparent that there was just a lot of, um, like, jittery, like, I don't even know what to call it. It was like ghost images. Uh, yeah, it was not It was not great. But, yeah, I had the 3D monitor for a long, long time, the NVIDIA one. God, back in, like, 2013 or something. Yeah. Any other expensive peripherals that you can remember of mm. or odd peripherals? Uh, my keyboard doesn't have anything printed on it. God, that's such a weird move. Yeah, it's completely black. And it's like, I spent over 200 bucks on this keyboard. I got it from WASD Keyboards. Uh, The keycaps are starting to wear off, so I got to replace those. But I got them with red switches and uh, um, like O-rings on the bottom of the keys, so they're really quiet. I love the keyboard. It's fantastic. It's a 10 keyless. But um, yeah, for the longest time, before that, I was using DOS keyboards. And that, that was the first keyboard, like, God, back in mid late 2000s i found one of those and they just had no no text printed on the keyboards and i'm like challenge accepted i'll get one of those (laughs) so i've been using a keyboard without anything printed on it for like i don't know 15 years at least and um it sounds it sounds crazy but people come over and they look at it and they're like oh my god how do you do that i'm like dude just try like watch it's not as hard and they get on there and yeah like like someone will need to log into something like with their password. This doesn't happen very much anymore, but it does happen. And yeah, usually people are able to figure it out. You know, they got the little notches for the home keys, your J and your your F right there, and you. It, it's not as hard as it looks. Well, listen, muscle dude, memory. If you, if you walk into a dojo and uh, you're like, "Who's the baddest motherfucker?" Is the guy with the blindfold on? That's the baddest motherfucker, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's next level. He's like, uh, it got boring to me, so it's I went the, to the, the Illidan level. keyboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. To me, I think the only thing, I mean, nowadays with traveling so much, I try to limit the amount of hardware I have. So at the moment, I think the only weird thing I you could argue that I own is the VR headset, the Oculus 2 um, or the Quest 2. And um, but previously, like in my life, I think the most expensive thing I had was like in the 90s, we did have um, a joystick for flight simulator, which is so nice. It's lovely. I love that. <laughs> Because it's it's very fun to feel like you're truly flying a plane, especially when it's simulated so well in those games. And then on top of it, you also have a joystick to really make you feel like you are sucked into the cockpit of an airplane. It's awesome. Um, Sniper's going through these options for these. Uh, it's amazing. It, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks you can so get some good. really fancy artwork. Yeah, WASD Keyboards is all about customization. I don't know how this became an ad for them, but uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend <laughs> Or to make an ad for somebody in our own Discord, I know that Zap sometimes takes orders or like makes a lot of keyboards for fun and kind of designs and does stuff. I don't know if he's using WASD, but I know that he's got a lot of keyboards that he curates and makes and Uh stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of good options out there. I mean, there's Happy Hacker, there's Ducky, there's all sorts of really good. keyboards that you can get that that look all sorts of different ways but i as far as like customizing i I think wasd was the only one that i found where i could get it like exactly how i wanted it 
Sniper, uh, tweet these guys to, and tell them to give us some retroactive money once they get the DLG bump, please. Thank you. <laughs> just, no, just, just tweet them, <laughs> you owe us. Right. Well, speaking of the guy that makes keyboards, uh, Zap's got the next question, which is, uh, have you guys ever been recognized in public? <laughs> um, no. Never. No. Um, uh, Recognized by my mom, but technically that's <laughs> all the time. I'll well, be walking down the street, people are like, "Oh shit, it's you!" It's the guy you, that's dude. not on camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's your sexy yeah. voice. <laughs> no, um, this has kind of happened before. So at the second DLG con, uh, two of uh, two of the people, it was Cricket and somebody else, were out buying something, and they're wearing a DLG shirt. And somebody had said, "Like, oh, you listen to DLG?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're actually having." Like a whole get together. This is like right in the middle of COVID, though, so I don't think they wanted to cruise back and hang out with a bunch of people. Um, so that, I mean, that kind of counts. But this, I, I kind of got recognized. I guess I did. Um, atrocious. I don't know if he still listens to the podcast. Maybe he's still out there. But uh, I was, I was at BlizzCon. I think twenty eighteen or nineteen, and I was just sitting there looking at my phone, like probably texting somebody, and someone was just like, "Oh, hey, Bobby," and I'm like. The hell is this guy? And then he like introduced himself, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, what's up?" And so, yeah, that was cool. That uh, that was really cool. This last DLG con, we went to the grocery store with uh, uh, with uh, Cricket, and he has my face on his shirt. It's weird. Man. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> that is weird. Like, like, am I his bitch? He my bitch. What's going on here? It was strange. And it says chicken dinner on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so to you, it was a recognizable face in public. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never been recognized in public through DLG. Obviously, I've, I've haven't been on the podcast that long either. I've been recognized in public as a resident advisor, though, in Detroit, and that's always weird because it was like I feel like an asshole and I should know you, but I I don't don't know you. It's kind of weird, but nope not not famous enough to get recognized in public. Yeah. We should we should act like Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill, where Leonardo DiCaprio pretends to take Jonah Hill's pictures, and he's like, "You're so famous." And they, you should do that next time we're at DLG Con. There we go. All right, Warconius asks, "What game or video game franchise would you love a cameo in? What kind of NPC would you be?" Oh man. Oh, I would love to be in obviously Elder Scrolls Online. Duh. For me, at least, of course. The kind of NPC I would want to be absolutely be like the fucking dude that was like, I used to be an adventurer like you until I took an arrow to the knee. That's the kind of person I want to be where it's just like, just some random fucking nobody in like a little chicken farm that's just like, oh, I used to be a crazy adventurer. And then I fell and hurt my toe. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, on that note, real quick, real quick. I just learned, because I'm playing Skyrim again, that taking an arrow to the knee is to get married because you take a knee. Uh, uh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's an old euphemism. Yeah. Mm. It blew uh, my mind. I was like, this whole time I thought these guys, all of them were just getting shot in the knee. Shot in the knee. There's <laughs> just one it. rogue who's shooting guards in the knee. Doesn't yeah. kill them. So it's like Cupid's arrow. Chris, are you take, uh, did you play with a ton of mods? No, no, we're doing it vanilla. Rian's never no, played it before, dude. so we're, we're just getting real high, mm. put, setting up the comfy couch, and uh, jumping in. At least graphical ones, dude. And, like, 
you know, ones uh, that fix the all the bugs. It is a Bethesda too. game after all. Yeah. <laughs> I think I bought, uh, I bought like the latest edition. Oh yeah. 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 That graphics. comes. Yeah. Yeah. The graphics look really awesome. Or, I mean, they don't look awesome. Awesome, but they look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And they took a lot of the uh, debug mods and put that, put them in there. So that's good. Um, I would like to be a Bino Isaac boss, preferably one that shoots shit as their projectile. Call you stinko. Yeah, there's a lot of already shit tossing ones. Maybe one that actually, maybe one that like shits in his hands and actually chucks it at people. That'd be good, like a monkey. Yeah, <laughs> super gross. Super super realistic. Yeah. Uh, for me, I want to be like in a uh, obviously like a Warhammer game, something. Um, but it would be like, I would be like a side character, and you'd have to go like rescue me, and I'm just like with my family. And then they're like, you're one of the greatest warriors of all time. And then uh, I join the party and like the first two seconds of combat, like I just injure my back and I can't do anything anymore. That'd be mm-hmm. perfect. Hmm. Take an arrow to the back. <laughs> I don't know what I would put myself in. Maybe Deep Rock Galactic, but there's not enough. There's really not a lot of NPCs in that game. I guess I could be like a robot or something hanging around the base. <laughs> That'd be awesome, Bobby. You're just like one of the one of the home base robots, or like a vending machine. <laughs> what do you want? I don't have anything that has flavor. It's just Soylent. <laughs> All right, we got another long question here from Morconius. He says, "Looks like more and more Sony games are coming to PC. This is going to be an important part of their strategy. Out of these games, which one do you want to play first? Last of Us Two, Bloodborne, Returnal, or Spider Man? Uh, which one is Returnal again?" Returnal's the uh, rogue, the rogue like first lady. Person. Mm. Yeah, she's like a lady. That, her, like it's a, uh, it's like the Prometheus masks. Like she has mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like a full face gas mask. Yeah, um, I just I remember and, that game looking interesting. That that would probably be my Diddy, choice out of all games. I'd probably yeah, go with Diddy, the Last Diddy of Us too. About it. I like the Last of Us series. I feel like that's the uh, the big choice or the big. Or the popular choice, yeah. but uh, that's just such a long game and so much story. I just I don't know if I'd really ever finish it. Hmm. I uh, I've played all those games already, so unfortunately, I don't have a a dog in this race. Mm. Hmm. Okay, these are actually two questions he had here. I thought they were one, but the second part of his question is: Norman Reedus leaked Death Stranding two. Kojima usually changes things up pretty drastically for his sequels. Knowing what you know about Death Stranding, uh, what kind of sequel would you be interested in playing? Like first person horror or turn based strategy? Oh my god, a management game where like you you are the person that like you manage the deliveries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you manage the deliveries, <laughs> and you have to like build up. Your repertoire and buy upgrades for your people. Yeah, I like that idea because in Death Stranding you are doing the deliveries. Um, I don't. I honestly don't think it's Death Stranding too. I think he's. I think it's one of those decoy things that he's doing, like he's done in the past. Um, and I think it's either going to be something similar to PT. Um, maybe him and Konami kissed and made up because there's already three. Um. Silent Hill projects coming up. There's a remake, a remaster, and then a whole new game. Um, but I think he's going to make a horror game because everybody wants him to. That would be a huge kissing up, dude. They had a huge fallout, right? 
Yeah, they they had a huge fallout because he didn't want to do sequels, and they didn't let him finish Metal Gear Solid Five. There's yeah. a whole like core, like third of the game that's cut. If you buy the collector's edition, you can actually see like the true ending of the game, mm. and it's all like comic strips and stuff mm. because they just couldn't finish it. All right, we got some questions from Zap. What major developer or publisher should just fucking stop making games? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah. Okay, I can kind of Assassin's Creed. We're running out of periods. Yeah. Yeah, Ubisoft, and in that same vein, I want to say Activision. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I, I know they're not releasing one every year. This next one, they're taking a two-year break, but it's just like we don't need any more Call of Duties. They're remaking the old ones. It's just... I, but then again, I don't play those games. If there's people out there that enjoy them, and I'm sure there are, then, you know, why not? But uh, I I literally have no interest. People say, like, oh, there's a new Call of Duty, and I'm just like, hmm. I kind of want to say Blizzard, and I know it sounds like... <laughs> they need to start making games. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It seems very like rough thing to say, especially he says my buddy Chad works there. But um, it's worse when somebody or something great was great and then is slowly dying or like you know not not didn't go out with a bang. Uh, it's just puttering out little by little. Um, it's sadder and worse. It, it feels terrible. It's like a fighter coming back in his fifties. And it's just a sad thing to watch. Um, I hope maybe I'll be eating my words, and I love whatever else they make next. But um, it doesn't seem like things are headed that way. Wow, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we already kind of know what they're working on. They've got um, Overwatch WoW too. expansions, the new Overwatch game, which is not. You mean the same shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they're just. I feel like they're trying to maintain the games that they already have except heroes of the storm but they're just trying to (laughs) keep everything that they have going and uh maybe they're not really focusing on making anything new but i don't know you never know with them plus they got other stuff going on too yeah we're talking about how blizzard should stop making games yeah yep (laughs) that's what my vote would be as well yeah i mean they really haven't made much though i mean they it was um it's been six years since Overwatch. How crazy is that? What's older? What's older? But um, uh, Hearthstone's older, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. And Zap also asks, "What's the worst meal you've ever had?" A uh, shark. In what? I went to form? a seafood. I went to a seafood place when I was. Uh, well, I didn't go. My parents took me to when I was like ten. And it was a place called the Market Broiler, and. I learned something that if you do not uh, boil shark in a base of a of a cooking liquid like milk or something, it tastes like straight piss. Mm. Um, yeah, because for those who don't know, a little scientific fact: sharks don't have swim bladders. They control how deep they go by their uh, uric acid amount in their skin. Interesting. So, yeah, it, it, it's a. It's not good eating unless you have somebody who's very skilled at making it. Yeah, I've, I've had shark and there was, you know, it just tastes like some other fish. So mine was cooked right. Yours just wasn't cooked right, it sounds like. No, exactly. It, it's one of those things if you do not boil it in a base for long enough, it, it just completely ruins the food. Mm. Mm. Um, Man, I ate a lot of shark and Sea of Thieves. <laughs> 
you guys? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, I've had some meals where I'm like, yeah, this isn't that great, but I'm really not that picky of an eater. I uh, when I was in Thailand, I was walking down Kosan Road, and Kosan Road is crazy, right? Like that's the that's the road in uh, the the Hangover Two. Mm. Um, you know, it's just so much going on, whores and bars and like everything. Everything's going on. Uh, food on the side, uh, exotic foods. So um, I'm there with like eight friends, and there's like these fried. Um, scorpions and, and they're not small man they're like i don't know five six inches long real big claws real big stinger like just huge a big a, a absolute unit of a, a scorpion and they're but they're crispy fried so like i ate one and it was fine it didn't really taste like anything it was crunchy um and i was like oh yeah you know whatever and it grossed everybody out and that's what i wanted it was perfect but then like some cute girl ran up to me. She's like, did you really just eat one of those? And I was like, yeah. She's like, can you do another one for, for me to video? And I was like, sure. Halfway through the second one, man, it just, what I was doing just all came to me and I, I really gushed in my mouth this time. Like all the, all the chewy innards all kind of gushed into my throat. And halfway through, I really wanted to fucking throw up. Like I was really close. If, if it wasn't, uh, if there wasn't an audience and all these people filming me, I probably would have fucking lost it. But uh, I powered through. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, see? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Big they got the little thing. snack size and then they got the monsters. <laughs> nice. Your appetizers and your entrees. Yeah, I think that's worst, exactly what it looked like. The worst thing I've eaten uh, is probably a century egg. They're kind of gross. Oh. What is it? Yeah, it's like an egg that they've, I think, cured. For, for like a hundred years, oh my gosh. roughly, it's gross. It's like smells like rotted eggs. Hundred year old egg. That's yeah, gross. it's nasty. You know, I didn't eat balut, but you should um, look it up. Yeah, I would not try balut because I hear that yeah. that's awful balut too. Is delicious. What? Well, it, yeah, it's uh, very good. Somebody ate it in uh, a room next to my office, and I couldn't get the smell out for almost a year. It was so bad. It's like a rotted, ugh, yeah, baby egg. Well, baby, yeah, yeah baby. It's bird. a fertilized egg. It's a fertilized egg, yeah, and yeah. in the late stages too. Jeez. Yeah. Ugh. Stop with the photos, Chris. Yeah, yeah Chris can't take it anymore. So at least can't the, you sen- ate that, Nick. the century-old egg or the hundred-year egg, like, isn't fertilized. It's just like a nasty-looking egg it doesn't taste much better either i don't know i hear it's an acquired taste i don't have the right acquisition so i I'm not a fan <laughs> <laughs> i'd rather eat 10 balutes than one shark fin mm. all right i don't know if i'd do that but okay <laughs> all right um what's everybody playing next week <sighs> i really want to go back to tomb raider i really what's want to go game back of the to weeks next week yeah, because we v covered. Rising. We actually did it. One, no, it's not Amanda. <laughs> I will be rising. That's what I will be playing. Yeah, next week for sure. Uh, maybe we should get Bobby to pick it. So maybe he'll play one. <laughs> uh, next week play, is the Skull Festival. By the way, I forgot to mention that uh, Warhammer's once a year mega sale on all their games, and like you get like eighty percent off to like. 30% off on, on their game. So, yeah. Boy, did you, you say were, that backwards? I thought you were about to tell me they were coming out with a new like Mexican DLC and it was just going to be Dia de los Muertos. 
<laughs> That'd be pretty rad. <laughs> uh, Bobby, you picking this month? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take a look on Game Pass and see what uh, what's oh, new the, on there. Dude, they keep things that you keep putting on the radar keep popping up on there. And I was going to send you something came out this week that you had put on your radar. Fuck, whatever. Really? I'll go it, through the library. It's out there, like recently added, you know, mm-hmm. or at least it was a couple of days ago. Um, yeah. So for me, yeah, Tomb Raider. Um, never stopped playing Magic, even though I said I would. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. All right. Speaking for uh, Nick, Chris, um, Rianne, just walking by. Um, uh, Amanda and Bobby, <laughs> Dia de los Muertos titties. Bye, everybody. It was Christian's idea. Anybody want to chime in for context? <laughs> this, this is me. This is me freestyling. But what are you freestyling on? Uh, are you talking about Warhammer? Sounds like you're talking about Warhammer. No, I'm talking about Call of Duty. Oh. Uh, nice. Yeah, this is a nice little callback from uh, last week when you're talking about being on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Christian went out and found that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Have you, you haven't been doing this in a while, huh? I haven't done it in a minute, no. Yeah. You took a, so good. You took a, yeah, it's good. Uh, you you need to a, go pro, dude. <laughs> you took a heavy hit to your confidence when you kept losing the rap battle game on, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, yeah, you never recovered. Or you never recovered. What is that Jackbox party game? Yeah. Robot rap battles. <laughs> I gotta be like really into a game. Dude, post this on it. Can we post this on the Discord? Can we, are we gonna yeah. see the return of like DJ fucking MW like at DLGCon? Like, are we gonna are we gonna hear some bars? Well, those were. Yeah, actually, maybe because there is gonna be a good enough of people I feel comfortable with. Because like when I go off of the dome, man, I have no idea what the fuck I'm gonna say. That's terrifying. That's like a hell of a that vulnerability. Yeah, that is off the fucking dome. I only do off the dome. I don't oh, write shit man. at all. You I didn't can't. write that? I didn't write that. No, I don't write anything. Yo. <laughs> I don't write anything. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's easy for me to do it when I'm in my own, like, little room where there's nobody there to watch Jesus. me, and I can just, like, let go and record it. But, that's yeah. That's really good. That's Thanks, really man. good for you just fucking around. Yeah, I go like... off the fucking dome, but that's why I gotta be into it. I don't half-ass that shit. So it's like, I gotta be really... So, But you know what, though? Maybe, yeah, maybe V-Rising. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. enough fucking yeah. Content right yeah. there, dude. Yeah, we could we could we could do another fun video if you made like custom rap lyrics. It doesn't have to be like a spoof of anything. It could just be like an original. I'll we could post we'll if, you want that, if you want it. Yeah, I have to, we're about to get a whole new influx of fans, man. We're about to get the rap yeah. game in this bitch. <laughs> oh yeah.